This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, goofballs? This is Matt. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I got some just a ton of ton ton of great news, and I won't even tell it all to you in this intro. I'm going to tell you what I will do is spread it out over the next, I don't know, six months, because the next six months look really, really exciting for, uh, you know, me personally, Bad Christian Podcast, BC as a whole, Toby, Joey, got a whole bunch of good stuff, and it's all happening because of this notion where we do what we feel like and then figure it out and then share it with other people and are transparent and come up with new stuff and try new ideas and work hard at it. And things are starting to happen more and more. I know that's super vague and I hate when people tease vague good news, but I'm, I'm not trying to tell you news so much as I am personally reflecting out loud here into my microphone that, wow, I love where we're at. Uh, I'm a happy person. My life is going well. Things are doing super well. Some of those things will impact you and even the ones you don't, you'll hear about in the podcast in the coming weeks and months. So thank you to everybody. Uh, a good example of something that's super fun is how we released an Emory acoustic album for fun as a surprise uh, and didn't tell anybody and just put it out with our when we did our live stream Emory acoustic thing last week. So it's a seven song EP uh, live in Houston, me, Devin, and Toby, and drums, everything, a whole, whole band EP release. So we put it out. You can only get it from us. It's not on iTunes. It's not on Spotify. It's amazing. And tons and tons and tons of people have bought it already. But maybe I didn't tell you enough about it and give you the chance here on the podcast enough. But please go get that. Please join those people. A very special thing for us to have done that's successful. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you 20% off anything Emory uh, over there right now. If you go to emoryacoustic.com, use the promo code ACOUSTIC. So I just decided this this morning when I woke up. 20% off for everybody, whoever wants anything, including that EP, which is already cheap. We get all the money from it. It's wonderful. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm about to hop on a plane. We're going to play in Utah today. I'm doing a show with Story of the Year. But I wanted to thank everybody a ton, ton, ton for everything. Uh, the other stuff going on, obviously, is Sherwood's pre-order at SherwoodMusic.net and uh, House of Heroes at TheHouseOfHeroes.com. Two more bands. And again, more music stuff, more podcast stuff, more book stuff, more great stuff, personal stuff coming up in the future. Thank you guys for making the Bad Christian Podcast what it is. Three, two, two one, hit it. My name is T. I'm a Bad Christian. My name is Joey. I'm a Bad Christian. My name is Matt, and I'm a Bad Christian. Together we are the Bad Christian Podcast. Right now. I'm glad you got our regular oh, We are under Woo. the gun. I, I, Matt, Matt didn't get to talk. Joey, you can keep the beatbox if you want. You love yeah, extending beatboxing. Yeah. Joey loves to extend the beatbox. So, uh, Matt just told us he has to go pick up his daughter, Georgia, in 45, 45 minutes. minutes from right we now. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. I said, we're just going to roll. This is just going to be fun. This is just going to be damn exciting. It's just us. We're, all, basically, it's going to be all dick and fart and <laughs> shit, damn, cussing jokes. No, yeah, that's all we're doing. Yes. And, and even Joey said he would do that. Joe, yeah. Pastor Joey Spencer said he's going to be the filthiest he's ever been on a podcast. It, it was the he's biggest, like, take it away, uh, Pastor Joey. You guys are two of the grossest motherfucking pieces of <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. I want you guys to both eat shit and fucking die, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that was his biggest takeaway no. from sabbatical is I make a commitment to profanity. Okay, hey, you know what? I know we have a plan. <laughs> that was Joey's hey. biggest life-changing thing. He's committed to profanity <laughs> now. Yeah, I think it's important. And and I know that's funny, and I'm glad y'all brought that up because that actually is what I, something I wanted to talk about. And uh, you Profanity know, and Christianity? Exactly. <laughs> We've well, never it. talked or, about that before. I know, I know. But this is this is interesting. Uh, and and I'll, it's not about that, but it, it, it's about – it's a segue into a point and something else I want to hear from you about. Okay, okay, so you know how I am often like dealing with other people and artists and advising people, whatever, especially on right. their careers and stuff. So I'm dealing You're with like the, a guru, I, Matt. Sometimes people give me a lot of phone calls for advice on things, right. but in this case, I'm talking to a Christian artist that I think is really good, has a good career, everything. I'm gonna say who it is because we don't know how this is gonna go yet, or maybe I'll never say it. It's just anyway, somebody that asked me for advice, but Chris um, Thomas. Yeah, you know, but they have Wait, a, a, a we, we new song. We know it's song. not Mike Herrera because he's totally not. It's the Christian Mike Herrera, right? 
Exactly. From Monkey Dream Studio. Um, so, no, it's, but this, some, this artist and is wrestling with a lyric, is the, with profanity lyrics in their songs. And okay. so it comes straight up, and they think it's great. They're going to do it, all this stuff. And then we're talking with their business people and the people in their team. It's like they say, I don't think you should do this. And it sounds just like when, uh, you know, they're, they're saying, well, you will lose this amount of money. This bad will happen. You might not get to do these dates, and there'll just be a lot of repercussions, so don't do it. And then, but the, but the, the lyric is something that the person is part of the art and music as it already exists. And then right. what are they supposed to do? And it's just like, it's just such a difficult thing because I'm so excited about in my head. It's like, man, you're actually doing something important here. You could actually, you can either be more like Christian culture or you could try to kind of change it. So I'm not saying profanity is the biggest deal in the world, but you kind of can create your own career. And like, like we do on, on this show, sometimes I think that's the importance of cussing. It's like, I actually think it's the right thing to do because I'm trying to even clear out some room for other people by being, you know, we all know people use that language. We all know this artist wrote this in the first place. And now the only choice is to cover it up and be safe in a way that I think hurts culture and everybody anyway. Because we need totally. people I, to be I, out there I, clearing out elbow room. Yeah, it makes me look bad. It makes me look like a shock jock. I'm not a shock jock. This is what I'm like. And if I can be that, yeah, I can absorb some of the burden and take some of the criticism. It's going to free other people up. So I think it's important to lean to lean into it and do it. So, of course, that's my argument. But I flip it all the way around into I think it'd be sinful and wrong not to leave the bad lyric in the song that you wrote. That's what I think. That's interesting. It actually would be the sin is to to take it out. Of for course. What other people oh, think. Oh, to be right? safe. And it's always about these theoretical people like, oh, I could handle it. I actually like it. But I think it'd be better if, and then it goes down a money trail and not even just money, but just like right the right thing for bringing realness to the world. I just think it's well, the there, right thing to do, clearly. There's a certain demographic inside the church that understands like what we're trying to do. But to- Toby nailed it. He's told me many times there's a, I would say, majority in the church, and all they see and all they hear is the cuss words. Yeah, and that's all yeah. they can talk about. And I'm telling you, there was one time, I haven't told Toby about this, that a guy that I respect with all my heart, love him to death, and I was about to explode because every time he talks about bad Christian, it's like, because you guys cuss. And right. I was like, well, yeah, uh, the other day we talked to blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, did you say some cuss words? And I, was like, I seriously <sighs> said, yeah, it's frustrating. This but. freaking podcast is not about cussing. And he could tell that I was really upset. <laughs> yeah. I was like, will you just stop? <laughs> it's not about cussing. That? Yes. I said, this is, it's not about cussing. And I don't know. It I just, love the new Joey. I just love the new Joey. Did, how did it end? Huh? It, it, well, I don't think I said it as abrasive as I right. just said. I probably said it with a smile on my face. And I was just like, it's not just about cussing. But I think he could tell that there was some offense there. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I know. But, but honestly, he doesn't know. That's what he hears. That like that is yeah, but that, I, that's but, what separates this podcast from all the other Christian. But, podcasts. but the choice is we cuss. Period. But it, who cares about? It? I don't even care about that or the thing. The point is, should I do? And should an artist and should anybody do what other what is more like the norm or more like what other people do? In other words, should they be more careful and guarded with their art? And you just never really want that. It's not real. What, right. Well, Matt, what did you think about Derek Minor in a former episode where the reasoning he gave for he he cusses in real life, but not in his well, rap songs? I'm not talking about cussing. It doesn't matter about cussing. What I'm saying well, is... Well, I'm saying that's an example. Like, did, did you understand his basis yeah. for well, not doing we don't, it? We don't even cuss in Emory's music. So I, yeah. I'm not being hypocritical. I'm saying if you wrote something and you thought it was the right thing, it was the art, and it's what you believed in and what you want to happen, and then you don't for the sake of careful safetyness yeah. don't upset other people don't lose money Be, what if there was somebody somewhere theoretically who might have overheard it wrong like i think that's wrong i just think that's yeah. wrong i don't think you want that from any artist ever i don't think you ever want that from anybody that you like or respect to do yeah. that and it's a weird thing because this then you start saying oh then you're being a th- it just becomes kind of fake and what it reminded me of and what i wanted to explain to the person and didn't do and maybe they listen to the show if so what i what came to mind really pronounced when i was talking to him was you it's actually might be bad for your career i understand that you might have regrets you might do something that that costs you this or somebody says this bad thing i think michael gungers obviously had that and i was telling him i was like do you think he regrets it though like he lost a bunch of gigs and money and support from a bunch of people for stuff he said because it was something he believed initially he probably struggled initially with whether or not 
to regret. But I would say at this he point, doesn't. Of course, he, he probably, doesn't regret it because his alternative would be, oh, I'd be point, making more money doing this and this and pretending this other thing. That's you wouldn't. He, I guarantee you, he doesn't regret it. And I was thinking right. about. It, I was like, well, what about when we stopped doing churches? And I wanted Toby to tell that story again because you said it recently. It reminded me of the, of that happening. How we were doing a certain thing that was probably good for our career, and it looked good and sounded good and was right and everything, and we decided not to do it. And golly, I certainly don't regret it. Yeah, when we when we first started, and Joey, I, I don't know if you actually I mean, remember this. This is a really not, or we, good story. We might have had this conversation with you, so I don't know if this is the first time you've heard this or not. But I mean, it's a really important story. I'm just saying, I just thought of it. I just want you to tell it. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. So when we first got started. We were with Tooth and Nail, and churches immediately were like, oh, these are Christian bands, and they're coming through. And we were. We were all Christians in the band. And uh, so we, we got to these places. Like, we had been trying to do shows on our own, and all the shows at, like, bars or any other place was playing, paying either nothing or, like, we'd get 50 bucks and be yeah. blown away, you know, and be bringing kids on stuff. We get these church, like a church tour, and we're playing. And I promise you, we were getting, like, two, $300 guarantees. Out of, out, we were like, what the heck? The green rooms are unbelievable. I mean, some of them, like, seriously, like, separated M&Ms or, or Skittles or whatever. Like, just as a, <laughs> they were joking, but they actually did it. I remember one place was like, because somebody said it's a joke or whatever. And then, um, so, Matt, it was like, I think it was like five or six shows in, maybe. I, I don't know if you remember or not. But after the first show, I was like, this doesn't seem totally right. Like, why are we getting paid this much? But it's cool. And then the second show, I was like, this seems bizarre, right? Is this, I started questioning, is this real? And then show after show. So about that fifth or sixth night, um, I just really asked myself, I said, is this real? And I just realized it wasn't. It felt like we were just there with uh, safety for Christian kids, like yeah, parents were dropping them yeah. off. And so I remember walking out. There was this giant field beside this church. And I remember walking out. It was this beautiful night and all these stars. Up, and I just looked up and said, God, what is happening? I, I started like crying and sobbing. And I called Jess. Who was at, we were on the West Coast, and she was on the East Coast. And I said, uh, I said, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And she was like, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she I, I was having this great, humongous, maybe it's existential, spiritual, giant thing. And she was just like really tired because it was late there, like 11 or 12 at night. She'd been in bed for a little while. But I remember just hanging up the phone and just like crying and going, we can't do this. We cannot do this. Yeah. This is no good. I feel like the, I, I, the craziest thing that it felt like was, the Holy Spirit was telling me, get the hell out of church. Yeah, but Do that's what's weird here. about it. So first of all, it was the very beginning of our career, and it was immediately working, predicated on this church and church money. Also, church is where you're supposed to be. That's also right. an assumption we kind of brought to it in a way. It's like, right. like the best place you can be and the most awesome thing is church. Church is good. And if you think about it, like how many – it's just weird to think about the notion of – the Holy Spirit is telling us to do less Christian right. stuff. It's kind of, you know, there's a point where you realize, wait a minute, and, and just, it's super weird to, to feel that way. Totally. And it, but we it all seems, felt fake. I mean, we're getting all and, this money, and it's and, good. And it's, once again, going back in there, yeah, you're, you're getting money. You're getting all this great stuff. Like, why, you're, like I mean, I could, I could just hear my dad in my ear going, are you stupid? They're going to pay you money? You're going to turn it down? Like, you're going to we. You're going to tell the guys you got to drop off the tour? Right. Yeah. But, and, and we did. I went to the guys, and I was like, hey, I can't do this. Please, can we play? If we have to finish the tour, I'll finish it for you guys, but we cannot play churches. This is bad. And it was the craziest thing in the world. Every single other guy in the band was like, Definitely. Yeah, we agree. Stupid. We totally agree. This yeah. this doesn't feel right. And we hadn't even really talked about that. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Like, normally we're all, we, of course, we talk all the time, but it was this weird, unsaid thing that everybody was feeling and nobody even talked about it. And I believe, I still believe to this day, it was the Holy Spirit. How and, many and, shows did y'all cancel? It's it probably a, another week of shows. I mean, at yeah, least. it was just yeah, it wasn't. It was just before we really got going, and it's just that was the only thing that was really working, and it was working. So why it just make you know it, it would have been really easy to be talked into why you should stay, why to rationalize it, why the church is actually right. a good place, why you should do this is actually the safe thing, it's actually the good thing, it's actually the thing. But if we'd done it, you know, I can't imagine. Like if we'd stayed on that track, we would have never been at all what we are. Right. And it could have gone another way. I guess we could have failed, but at least what we decided to make our band is what our band actually is. Yeah. 
Totally. And, and and it wouldn't have been. We'd have been something else, and we wouldn't have been able to control it. It would have been those types of either compromises or not. Yeah, hey, I would have been systemized big time. And, and what would have been the next thing that we went along with is what I'm saying. Like how would that – then right. once not well, the agent says if we don't do this thing that we don't think is the right thing to do, even though it seems like it's the right thing to do, so it's a no-brainer, what would be the next thing we'd have to do? And then that would just be who we were. Think of, Yeah, think about the trajectory of that and how that has happened to bands that let's say you guys yeah, blow up blow up and at the same time you start thinking i don't even care about this christian stuff i mean you are then, that's the then position like, most well, of those bands wind up in that's well, what they, that's right. what happens to them well yeah. then then literally here's what i think of it as is like here's those thomas kincaid paintings where they're like it lights up or whatever like that like that's that's what he's known for and kind of all he can do now like you know what i mean like like if you if you put your art in a genre yeah. only like christian or emo or screamo or whatever you're kind of locked in there. That's why I still think, like, our record, I'm only a man. Like, we did something. A lot of people couldn't get it because maybe they thought we were the genre, not the band. And so, also, we've been turned down tons of times because people thought we were going to preach from the pulpit. At, you know, we, we got turned down because maybe we were too Christian. And other times, we were too not Christian enough. But I think that's kind of a testament to Emory and why we're still around is because we do try to do things, like, for art's sake and, and because we think it's right, right because we are trying to create real art. And that's the thing that is dangerous. Like, questioning those lyrics and stuff like that is it's not that one lyric that is the thing what that it, it's not the lyric changing it is the big deal it's that would you give up on that like right. that that's a little bit of you going right this is me and that's right. you know what else the other thing you said matt that really it can't be authentic because that's not the real you if you actually will cuss in real life and this is the thing that bothers me a ton how many people think it's just silly or, or just think our podcast is only about cussing when they all cuss. You know how many people well, yeah. are Christians that will come up to me now and say shit or damn or whatever, but I record it, so I'm like the, yeah, the bad that's guy. That's what I'm so. saying. This is the collective <laughs> consciousness of we're all careful on somebody else's behalf. It's very right. dangerous, and some of it is fear-based is fear based and fear-minded. It's way easier to say, yeah, but this bad thing could happen, so don't do something. doesn't matter what it is. I, I insist that this isn't just about cussing, but it's just – that's just too easy to play collectively safe for everybody when you're not actually talking about a real person that is probably bothering or upsetting. Oh, totally. I, I think it, you bring up a really good point. Though. And here's the, here's the tough thing. When you mix art with making your living, right? there has to be some compromise no matter what or something. Like I, I'm surprised sometimes that I'm 40 years old, I have three kids and a wife and a dog, and I'm still able to do this because it seems crazy. Like mm -hmm. in this day and age we live in, but I mean, you will have to make some kind of con like no matter what you have to do your right. art for 30 nights in a row when you didn't want to, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, like, like think about uh, sports cast radio people or, or radio personalities. They have to give their commentary every day, sometimes three, yep. four times a day and all that stuff. Like, I mean, how much do you need to hear? that commentary and what it means, but they have to do it for the money and what it is. There's so, compromise, but you can choose what they are. I mean, it's, right. you know, like think, right. like they say Mike Myers in Wayne's World was going to walk and cancel the movie if they didn't let him use Bohemian Rhapsody right. at that scene. They wanted to use the new Guns N' Roses song at the time. And he said, it doesn't matter. It's a deal breaker. This movie will not get made unless the producers relent on that. And they eventually caved and we went bohemian rhapsody right <laughs> so, so you have to choose the, i mean i understand there's compromise but you, you have to choose you can determine what that is right the creator is the person that gets to determine how their career go and then they're going to have to respond to what they put out there they're going to have to live it well, well that's the thing you make the point you have to be able to decide that that's right. you the have thing. to like, if you if you go okay look i can live with it or i will do this or i'll play our song i'll play the song walls for 10 years uh, you know, because I believe in this song and I believe in our band and all that stuff. You know, I don't want to play Walls some nights. Right. Some, you know what I mean? But I will do it because sure. I care about our fans. I care about this thing that we built and all this stuff. But that is my choice. I get to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I do that willingly. You didn't get scared but, into doing it. Right. There isn't somebody going, hey, if you, you know, don't do this or don't do this because it's going to make you look. I hate that feeling. It feels so inauthentic. And that's what church felt like to me. It felt like, wait a minute, you can't really create art you can create a form of art that is accessible enough to us and is right. safe enough. Do you work for us? Is the danger. Clear, you know? That safety is the biggest danger in Christianity. I believe it's why a lot of people walk away and don't care because nobody is willing to ruffle some feathers or be authentic because what could it mean? People might walk out. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the danger. Like those those churches that brought us, if they heard us cussing backstage or something like that, 
that youth minister might have lost his job, right? Or so. Well, I know, but and we had all those problems, and we're not we're not wa- uh, warriors of purity by any stretch. I mean, we make a ton of money off Christianity today, and our band plays yeah. Christian festivals. We totally. just decided to make that compromise. Like we will play play festivals if they're overtly Christian, even though we made a rule at the beginning that we wouldn't do stuff kind of like that. We figured out right. what exactly can we do and still maintain our cred or hang with what we actually believe. But it's no matter what, it gets crazy when it's when you mix art with that because it turns into well you work for me and my agenda to some degree do versus, you think i mean that does do, exist a little bit versus just a giant mass of fans that are independent right you don't work for them right you don't work for you know but when when it's money that you're not really worth you're kind of indebted right totally you know it's just what it is i would say that most people with similar mentalities that you guys have uh over the years made the same transition. In other words, the only Christian bands that are playing in the church truly want to cater to the church and Mm-mm. the church only. No. That's not no, true. They get stuck. There's a million no. bands that are just stuck and they wish to God they weren't stuck. For, okay, give you an example. Number one, right. that was what happened to number one gun. They came up with us playing house shows, this and that, whatever. They went, there was a time when they were trying to figure out what to do to wait, maybe be on tooth and nail and they wound up getting a better offer earlier from a Christian label and they kind of funneled yeah. off that way but they were just with us playing exactly all the same shows we were a new band at the same time and they got on this tour and then they got on a couple of tours that were way bigger and better and they had earlier success than us and better but it was locked into that thing and i think you could you know from their experience it was like they couldn't get out of it and we meet yeah. tons of bands on the road probably ones that are currently locked into church stuff now i won't say any of the names but the ones that defect sometimes are ones like abandoned kansas for instance is an example of that they're like it sucks no matter what i do we can't get out of this now but i don't even think this and me and the bass player and whatever this guy's not even a christian i wish we didn't have to do this but this is our career is who we are now we can't right we have a choice the, the, the problem is you're not known for your art you're known for your christianity right which which is and you can't even be honest about that you know what i mean that, that's the thing that really sucks and and you can't there there is a lack of authenticity and that's why people feel that way and here's what's really interesting what does happen to a lot of people is that since i believe since they can't question it or actually be themselves in public mm-hmm. or uh, actually have questions or whatever then it, it you suppress it so long that you just go forget it it did it never christianity didn't i know Christian guys who there's a big uh, seemingly epidemic of Christian bands that end up not being Christian at all. Right. Part of the problem is if you get locked into that, you can't question, can't do anything. And then you realize, wait a minute, that didn't do anything for me. I'm not even a real, I'm not, I can't be real. So this Christianity thing might not even be real. I think it leads you away, but it, it, but what I was going to ask you, Joey, do you feel that way? Okay. You and I both work at a church. I would say for sure. I think because of, of, of working it, I worked at two mega churches. And I do believe I can't be completely authentic because there's my job on the line right. and it, I might push somebody away. I don't want to, but it for sure, if I was completely myself, I get to be, once people get to know, I feel like I'm really free at our church, right. but I know for sure there's some people that I don't know as well that if I, if I said certain things that I believe or think I couldn't, I'm, I, I might be let go or they would leave the church. So do you feel that way too? Like if you were going to prepare a sermon, Maybe you can't go as far as you would like. That's kind of your art or your creation or something like that. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I you know, it's the whole premise of being Joey Svensson in somebody else's church. I mean, there's there's a there's something a, right? weird and, and, about. I it. mean, we've talked about this before. It, this is there's enough distance between the masses of the church that we work at in this podcast to where there's not as there's not significant right. of enough of an uproar for there need to be decisions to you know, to be made, um, you know, there's, there's a huge chunk of people at, well, at, I'm not even talking about the podcast. I'm talking about in general, like forget the podcast. We don't even do this. It's just whatever. the nature of compromise. I just mean like you have realm. to, when, when a new person comes to our church, you have to be a little bit guarded and a little less authentic just because you have to welcome them and let, figure them out and let them figure you out first. Maybe that's all relationships. That's with anything. Of but, course, you know, there's the argument of, well, you, everybody shouldn't be purely authentic and just be as ugly as you want to be, wear your underwear, everybody that around. Right. That'd be authentic. Oh. But I'm talking about as it pertains to art and a sermon and leadership, and that could be a good question that would be interesting. But as far as it pertains to art, it seems like it gets really screwy, and it's hard to think about, really. But it, it fires me up a little bit because I don't think people ever regret it when they when they stick to a principle for something like that. Usually, like if it's real, then I don't think you'll regret. I think you will adjust and your career will just turn out a different way. It seems like. Yeah, and so that's I mean, the advice I want to give to somebody, but I don't, I'm not sure if that's right or just, hey, it's just business, man. 
you know? I'd say the tricky one is when you sincerely are stuck in a place to where like you're trying to support a family and you know that this one decision to use this one word could basically jeopardize right. your income and all that. Sure. I, I, I think I think Matt's right. Well, just I mean, look, I want people the, to the understand decision, that that's how that works, though. It's yeah. there. Those are real things. Like, like we talked to Mikey Bridges, for instance. What if what if sometime Sunday was actually an enormous band? He was making his living from it. It was like at the level of Project 86 or something. Then saying shit at the end of the album, like basically or ass destroyed that band. Yeah. Like imagine if that was his livelihood. Yeah, and people connected to it and everything. But think all I can think about is uh Aaron Gillespie's booking agent was on our bus and just just giving us crap and just so oh woe is me because Gillespie said fuck on our podcast. And I'm I'm trying to think about this one to this day, and this is the way I think about it. He was bummed on that, clearly. They had, he had shows canceled, he got in trouble, he looked bad. And of course, and fuck's a bad thing to say. So it's a lose-lose from the booking agent or the industry's point of view. It's a lose-lose. Why would you do it? And it's bad. And you right. didn't get, and you lose. It's just it's bad all the way around. But how bad was he affected? He, Say that Gillespie again. lost some gigs because he said "fuck" on our podcast. Yeah, but I would maintain, and I haven't talked to him about this. I bet he doesn't regret it. I'm sure right. he doesn't regret it. I think he thinks, yeah. And in fact, maybe he just knows how to is a smart person and realizes he's positioning himself to be where he wants to be. Right. Maybe he wants to have a rougher next ten years. Maybe it's intentional for all I know. But I like that, and I. Don't think Michael yeah. Gunger for what he's done or Aaron Gillespie, the one would say they regret doing right. doing the, the harder thing that also looked bad. Well, I would say, too, I think what I'm getting at, too, is what I hope this podcast does is you don't have to be like us. We don't want anybody to be like us. In fact, we're probably wrong maybe even most of the time. But what I hope it does is free other people up to go, wait That's a right. I can be more authentic. I don't want people cussing all the time and doing crazy stuff whatever whatever i don't even think i do that right but it would be nice to get a little bit of push in it towards authenticity where you go, right. wait a minute hold on hold on, right. hold on there really is something to the times when people from the podcast will visit uh me and toby on a sunday morning or the people at seacoast that listen to this podcast and recognizing if they listen to this podcast, they know that I'm not like this great guy and, and they right. can see right through me. Like I, I yeah. told you the time when I was in the driver's seat to interview somebody else for a leadership position at our church. He walks in, someone's just like, hey, do you know Joey? Because I was one of the three inter yeah. interviewers. And he's just like, yeah, listen to his podcast. Immediately, <laughs> I was stripped yeah. bare. I was like, this okay. guy's heard about me showing my dad my penis. He's heard. I, mean, I was like, I'm not the guy in the driver's seat anymore. That's crazy. You know? Okay, so I know we're short on time today, so we got to put our break right here. Yeah, let's take a break. And before we do that, though, I want to make sure that everybody uh, gets with this Sherwood deal. Yeah, the Sherwood pre-order's up. Y'all should go Ooh, check yeah. it out. Uh, Reva made the site. It looks really good. Ooh, but yeah. it's SherwoodMusic.net. Um, this is, I mean, to me, having Sherwood have a record out is a big deal because they're a retro band. I was just looking at their new video, and it's got all the pictures of, of them and footage from them on Warp Tour uh, 2006. I think it's just so insane to look at what they looked like in the in, in some of those pictures it looks like old hippie stuff you know it just looks like a, a you know decades right. ago and then i think man i started digging around and finding pictures of me for from 10 years ago and they are hilarious it is <laughs> so interesting but the anyway the sherwood uh the sherwood stuff's great so go to sherwoodmusic.net pick that up support them and us very much appreciate it. all right take a quick break and we'll be right back joey i'm getting ready to roll out my podcast unstoppable badass and i'm Almost had the finishing touches on my weebly built website, oh, unstoppablebadass.com. I just want to say how much I love using Weebly. Yeah. It is so user friendly. And I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not a web designer. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I just couldn't have asked for something easier and better and for it to look that good. Like I actually kind of feel like a web designer. It's funny. I feel like I'm kind of lying because I'm taking credit for this awesome website when Weebly is doing all the work for right. me. It is just so awesome. Weebly was created for people like me who want to, you know, kind of have the people that kind of have courage to start their own business and do their own thing. I'm starting, I'm stepping out, doing my own podcast, and I want my website to look great. You don't have to know how to code. You don't know how to know how to be a web designer. And it's like a variety of professionally designed, mobile-friendly. That's the key. Mobile-friendly themes to choose from. And all you have to do, drag and drop and quickly build and publish your site. I'm telling you, you can customize, you can update, you can change your site anytime you want on any device. It just doesn't get easier than that. So 
right now, Joey, tell them what they can do. Join the over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. So get started today for free at Weebly.com slash badchristian. That's Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash badchristian. Joining 30 million people. Hey, you, you got to do things the right way, man. And Weebly is the way to do it. Heck yeah. Weebly.com slash badchristian. All right. You know, one of the main things that is an indicator or a signifier that a band is doing well and really going to blow up and going to be become more a part of the lexicon of the indie hardcore scene, uh, punk scene, whatever it is, that's if a band is going to be on Warp Tour. And you guys know that, but I don't think it's for the reason that everybody may think. So, when a band gets on Warp Tour, for instance, you think, oh, well, that makes that blows them up because they get seen. Well, that is true, but it also means that the band is most likely firing on all cylinders in the first place, doing well to have the attention of Kevin Lyman, the Warp Tour people, uh, and have has everything going the right direction to, to do something like that. And the, I've been noticing this for a while. And the band Silent Planet, this band is on their way. I'm telling you what. So they're going to be on Warp Tour this year, so you got to check them out there. And I tell you what, we're going to play a song from theirs. This one's called Panic Room by Silent Planet. called Everything Was Sound. Uh, Everything Was Sound releases on July 1st. Again, they're going to be on Warp Tour. They've got some great pre-order packages. I'm, this is what I'm talking about. They're, I just went to their website. It's called silentplanet.band, which is a great URL. And when I got there, amazing website, great-looking line of merch designs. Those things don't come easy. Uh, things things like this don't just come together automatically just, just because you get lucky. It isn't about breaks, folks. I'm telling you, this is my prediction. This band is going to continue to blow up and going to be everybody's favorite band. It's just That's just what's going to happen. So, uh, you know, you decide that for yourself, however. That's just a prediction for me. But silentplanet.band. Check them out on the Warp Tour. New record. Everything was sound July 1st. And we're back. Hey, can I ask, can hey, I ask hey, y'all hey. a quick hold hold on. question? Hold on. Okay. I was going to say, I was re- I, while we were talking about uh, being authentic and stuff like that, it said number one thing, and I'm sure that changes on different websites, but this is on uh, toppinfopost.com. <laughs> Top I don't know. Is that it says, the number one thing people said on, on uh, their deathbed was, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected me yeah. to. Well, just look. Fear is the answer to that. Thank you. Would you rather? I mean, and at the end, you just want to to have been a real person. And don't get us wrong. There's a ton of Christian artists that are totally real and doing it and love playing in churches. That's for sure. But I don't know about that. (laughs) Let me ask you a quick question. I'm really am curious. Okay. All right, so first of all, I'm going to brag on myself. I nailed. Never do that. I nailed it for Mother's Day. I know Matt hates Mother's Day, and I. I, we were talking at a staff meeting, Matt, on how Toby and I both. I actually fought Mother's Day for the longest time. I said, I told the, the line person, on it. The only person I should have to say Happy Mother's Day to is my, my daggum mo- mom. My mom, that's but right. But then I started to realize, well, it's celebrating mothers. And of course, I want to celebrate the one that mothers my kids. Well, anyway, I made her a video, and it is a damn good video. 
I've spent a lot of time on it, and I want Toby and Matt to check it out so you guys can throw away this delusion that I'm not good at technical stuff because okay. it's, it's well, Okay, well, that's going to pr- make me even angrier when I watch your <laughs> highly produced video when you <laughs> nail the audio and get everything right and know how to use a microphone well and set up equipment. That's only going to function to piss me off more that you sit there and lay down helplessly the whole time Toby and I are trying to get the podcast set up. <laughs> well, let me ask you all a question. So I tried to post the video on YouTube and I immediately got a notification saying that this video is blocked in one country and the rest of the countries, the audio is not there. And it was because of copywriting. I get uh-huh. that. But what is the law for me to use 30 second clips of songs? Was it nope. because it exceeded you can't that? Do, no, you can't do it at all, ever. At all. I mean, essentially, no. You can't use other people's music in your YouTube videos. YouTube is the really the toughest of the tough. And it's really just because they have the best technology that can recognize anything. Just we had. It up. Listen to this, Joey. We had our live podcast got flagged on our account and, or pulled on the Grand Rapids live podcast we did because while we're sitting there with the audio rolling, I tried to figure out why we got blocked and um, pulled down from YouTube. And while, when we went to break to go pee in the middle of that, before we came back and did the news, you played music over the PA and it was like a Waylon Jennings song. And it was super far in the background into the air, into the speakers and then into the podcast feed and and then up to YouTube and it flagged it just from, from that. So, I mean, it's not even like the pure file has to be embedded there. If it's just ambient music can get you pulled from YouTube sometimes. That's unreal. Now, yeah. so so why are there so many videos of, like, kids lip-syncing uh, a fun song or, you know what I'm saying, or, or happy? Well, it can be monetized, though. It, uh, so, for instance, if your music appears, like, if somebody puts Emory, and we that we get paid for their video to be there. But if we if we had it where it could like uh we can well not we actually I guess EMI who owns our Emory's catalog may authorize or not authorize uh that music to be out there on YouTube. And if it is on YouTube, they have to get paid for it. Thus, the YouTube channel would have to be monetized, and then they would get the money. Like they route the money not to that person who has the YouTube channel, but back to EMI right. for the use of our song or the fun song. Gotcha. So whoever right, owns last- that property is just their property. Last question. Now that we're in the middle of this, right? I, I do want to ask: like, is is sweet, um, is sweet brown, or any of these YouTube phenomenons like millionaires because of YouTube? Like, yep. has has have they had to pay her out like large sums of money? I mean, just I mean, they get yeah. She she will get some kind of ad revenue money. She gets a, a, t- a tiny. Are we talking in the? It's just thousands. Whatever it is, it's one percent. It's it's like a couple percent of what you what what Google and YouTube make off of it. She gets a, a but, share of the revenue, but know. also then she gets like she has a little bit of fame. So if she did another video, she would get higher too. So I mean, yeah, so, there's something there. I mean, they I place mean, the ads in front of the stuff, and Google makes all that money and sells that to companies, and then the, totally. the artist gets to use gets a little bit of that. I don't know how we got here. Me either. So let's move on to some fucking truth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are we oh, changing the name? I wasn't going to say it, and then I was you like, no, to. I got to be me. Integrity, boy. <laughs> Integrity. Integrity. All right, Matt, kick the music. All right, in a world where you're going to run out of battery power and your whole podcast might be lost, this is Toby Morrell with the damn news. I got one news story. Y'all ready? All right, guys. Here, here's my one and only news story for today and for Max. He's on a he's on a super busy schedule. Porn film accidentally shown at funeral funeral service for father of and baby son. That's sad, man. This comes from the Guardian. An investigation has been launched after a pornographic film was accidentally shown during the funeral of a father and his baby son. Hundreds of people are had gathered at the council-run Thornhill Crematorium in Cardiff to pay their respects to the pair who were killed following a car crash. Mourners were shocked when one screen began to show a pornographic video instead of a tribute to the father who died on New Year's Eve. Cardiff Council has launched an investigation. A spokesman said the council has forwarded a a written apology to the family and is carrying out an urgent investigation. There were four television screens used to display visual tributes as part of this funeral service. The television screen which showed the inappropriate content was recently installed, replacing a screen which was broken. We are trying to establish if the new screen, which is a smart television, could have accepted or picked up a broadcast by accident via Bluetooth or across a Wi-Fi network. Um, so my question to you is, wouldn't that, don't you think that's, I, I, for me, if something like that happens at my funeral, I'm glad. 
think it would just be awesome. I, I, just I, mean, think I guess like, you could go ahead and preset like, it in your will if you really are that big on the like idea. If my mom and Jessica's <laughs> mom are sitting there crying their eyes out and all of a sudden Debbie does Dallas comes on, I'm like, hell yeah. One last time. I mean, just how appalled and disgusted they'll be. Because it has nothing to do with me. Right. It, it's not, it didn't wreck my son's right. Funeral. It didn't ruin my memory. Now, this is a father and a son. I know it was a sad moment also, so I understand that. But I mean, I'm talking about me personally. I hope something unbelievably terrible happens. Like everybody gets sick and pukes or has massive diarrhea or something crazy, unbelievable. Like got food poisoning from the food bar, whatever it might be. I would love it if just something unbelievable happened to where like, yeah, man, we missed Toby. But did you hear about his funeral? Yeah. Good God, it was terrible. Joe, you still want to be set up like not? I, oh, this is my new idea. I do think no matter what, the casket business is gone. Do not invest in the cas- casket business. Do not buy stock in it. I believe it's totally gone more and more. Nobody's going to want to be there. I believe Joey said this probably two years ago that he wants to just be sitting up like he's what watching TV or watching a Packers game or something, right? Like that is going to be for sure how things are going to happen more We still got to do some of the body afterwards. Yeah. Cremation. Everybody will get yeah. cremation or, or the new thing too is they cremate you and put you with seeds and then you grow a tree. Dude, it only I'm makes sense you, with the real estate. Look at all the real estate in New Orleans totally. that's blocked off by those graves. And they're interesting and all, but, I mean, you can't do it forever. I, I, I want to be sitting in a seat or like a, a double love seat with my arm a, across the furniture to where people can take pictures sitting with my corpse. But I have a smile on my face and my armor. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, Joey. Matt is out of here. Matt, goodbye. Yeah, I'm going to take off. Y'all can finish this without me. I hope you don't uh, run it into the ground. I hate to I'm see you go, but good. love to watch you leave. Right on. See you later, um, little bitch. Yep. Uh, this comes from, let's see. I think this comes from our good friend, Lyle Madison. And I thought this was kind of interesting, too, going along with uh, the whole porn theme here, Joey. Yeah, I love porn. I know you love porn. I think uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh man aren't you glad matt's gone yeah. this feels free like yeah. I, I don't feel oppressed i don't feel like somebody's getting ready to interject and talk over me or, or try to make me look stupid or dumb like you yeah. feel good don't you don't side with me man this is bullshit don't you feel good i don't want you doing this like you're patronizing i mean me. i love matt but sometimes it's just like too much no i'm actually i feel very uncomfortable with you doing this right now okay anyway this comes from tmz Miss Columbia, choose your sex partner and make a million dollars. Miss Columbia, not South Carolina. Okay. Where's Columbia at? Can you, do you know? South America, dummy. Could become the biggest thing in beauty pageants since Vanessa Williams if a porn king has his way. I guess there are porn kings. That's kind of weird. That's hard to say fast. Say it fast. Porn king, porn king, porn king, porn king. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're having a blast now that Matt's gone. Vivid honcho Steve Hirsch fired off a letter to... A- Air, Adriana. Yep. You got Adriana. No, that's perfect. Gutierrez. Tuesday, offering up $1 million. He made his case with another famous pageant queen, uh, writing the only name that most people remember is Vanessa Williams, adding um, the reason for her rise to fame has it was nude pics that Vanessa Williams did in Penthouse. Hearst goes on with his pitch. Celebrity sex tapes we have dist- distributed have enhanced the careers of such stars such as Kim Kardashian, Kendra Wilkinson, Pamela Anderson, and many others. And Hirsch is willing to give Aredna wide berth, saying, you will pick your partners, the type of sex you want to have, and how many movies you will ultimately appear in. And Hirsch put a cherry on top by saying he would commission the making of the first vivid girl crown for you, and we believe it will be a grander thing than Miss Philippines will ever wear. So basically, he said to this uh, beauty contestant winner, beauty pageant winner, we'll give you a million dollars. You can pick who it is. It could even be her boyfriend or husband, and he'll give her a million dollars, and it'll basically be like a sex tape. And he, you think he's right. Like, well, If she says yes, not only will she have a million dollars, but do you think it will help her career? Like, you think of sex tapes. Like, he's right. Kim Kardashian? I mean, she's famous because of a sex tape. She had sex with a, I think he's a rapper or singer. I forget his name. But um, that happened, and now she's so what, it, what, super it famous. End, ended up on online or something. Her yeah. So her. Oh, I mean, aren't there a lot of people putting? Maybe rage. Aren't a lot of people putting sex on? Yeah, but but this is a, a pseudo famous lady. She won a pageant, Miss Columbia, and then um, now what if she was in a sex tape? People would see her having sex, and that would actually maybe propel her into more roles. Her own TV show. Yeah, it depends on what she wants to do with her I mean, life. Do you, but I mean. 
Well, I mean, what if she wants? I mean, Kim Kardashian. People don't think of her as a sex tape person. Like she That's moved true. on past it, and they think of her as keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, it's just something that happened. Oh yeah, you saw her have sex. Who cares? It's not like I don't even know if people think of it as porn. Right. Like I don't know if people think of sex tapes as porn as more much as they do maybe reality TV. They, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't think of it the same way. You don't. No one. I don't think. I mean, maybe some people do, but I would say majority of people don't think of Kim Kardashian as a porn star. Right. I don't at all. You know what I mean? Or uh, some of the other people that he was talking about, like that just ended up. You know, like Pam Anderson, she was on Baywatch, or whatever, and her and uh, what's his face, Tommy Lee from right. uh, Motley Crue. Well, it's kind of like Vanna White was in Playboy. Nobody thinks of her right. as a nudist. So, so it's a weird time where could you do one film and it actually propels your career to where you move on to like a mo- become a movie star or a famous, you know, more famous than most people. I mean, Kim Kardashian is is probably maybe just as famous, maybe possibly more famous than her husband, Kanye. Right. Right. It's crazy. Like he does rap and stuff, but I mean, she did that, and people go, "Oh, well, because she's hot." Then I, you know, it you'll watch her in something else. Yeah, it's just a really crazy time. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't like that at all. I well, the danger there is when I do think about like our kids and like what what will be the pressure for them to be liked more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've I've already been seeing there's some there's been some other parents with kids older, and they're just talking about how boys and girls text each other and tweet each other and how they communicate and like there is seriously very easy now for people to show uh send sexy pics send you know uh maybe even nudity or whatever and it's getting crazy like what will our kids do because to them it'll be almost even normal like it right. won't even it won't mean as crazy as it would to us like think about a girl back in joey think about this in 19 19- uh, when, what year were you a uh, sophomore in high school? 92. How crazy of a thought would it have been for a girl to go take a, get a camera, take a picture, have it developed, and give you a picture of herself naked? Oh, no. It would have been or insane. Send it, or send it to uh, an electronic device. Right. From the bathroom during third period. Right. No, so that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, they would have had to, that, that, they would have had to obviously go through the technology that they had then. But I'm just saying. That would have been the craziest thought that a girl would actually, or a guy would actually uh, give so, you a yeah. nude pic. Yeah. Now it's not that crazy, right? You know, it's not that crazy to get a nude pic from somebody, right? Like it's becoming more and more normal, and it's just, it's like we live in a time where, golly, what I do, I, I'm open, I'm excited for the future and open for it, but I, and I even want my kids to be on social media and stuff. I, I mean, I think that's there's going to that's how people will communicate. See, I'm trying to figure that out now. Like Rosa, really, I don't. Have you heard of Musically? No. So it's an app that's super in now, and basically you can pick a song and then lip sync it, and then download your quick 30 second music video, and then friends follow you and stuff. So wow. right now. It's basically she watches a couple of her friends' videos and then they watch hers and they like it and all that right. stuff. But it's just like I, we're at a point now to where unless I sit with her every single time she's holding the phone and watch everything she's looking at, she can and will stumble across something that I wish that she hadn't. Really? And, On that? I mean, why wouldn't she be able right. to find a video that's right. something that I wouldn't want her to see? Yeah, you're right. And so like, I, I'm at a place now to where I can either choose the legalistic route of just saying, you know what, it's just safer to keep all of this away from you and you're not going to have a phone at all. Is that right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, would that be the right thing to do? I know parents that no, have taken... it doesn't feel like it'd be the right thing to do. Yeah, so, but let, let's say, let's say we we have not taken that route. Let's say tonight she actually stumbles across a video where full-blown sex scene, like... Right. That, did I make the right decision not to be legalistic and just say, sorry, you can't like, I'm your, I'm your father right now. And you having this phone could cause you trouble that you, you can't even conceptualize right, right now. Help. So it's my job to protect you from that. Now, have I scoped out musically a good bit? And, and do I think there's huge risks there? No, but the risk is there for sure. And so I just, I, I'm really trying to figure out how to not be legalistic. And at the same time, not be, super careless because i could fall into the mindset of you know what they're going to eventually see it and it's going to break my heart but there's nothing i can do i don't know what to do (laughs) that's my damn news i can't even go on (laughs) toby didn't hear anything i said (laughs) i quit listening (laughs) you said something about 
music and this guy named Lee, Music Lee is what they call him or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we got uh, we got any uh, BC clubbers out there? Hey, and we, let's let's just promote this BC club thing here. If you sure haven't heard do. of it, please join. We sure would appreciate it. It helps us do a lot of things. And what we are trying to do is do more and more and create more and have more. We want to do video content. We're trying to get cameras. We're trying to get somebody to help. Uh, with the kids because Matt can't even stay on the damn podcast right. because he got to go pick up his kid. Right. I mean, w- that's killing us. We need to Matt's earn money. Children for, are killing us. Right. We need to do something to basically uh, take Matt away from his fatherly responsibilities. He's right. not. He's not good at it. Right. And it's just keeping him away from yeah, a paid person would Christian, be way better <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, if you love children, why would you let Matt be somebody's full time dad? Let him be a part time dad and do the Bad Christian podcast. You need to help out. But seriously, there are a lot of big things on the table. We're talking about a ton of stuff. We're diversifying. We're getting crazy here, and there's going to be a lot of stuff in the future. So if you have not joined the BC Club, please think about it. We sure would appreciate it. Who's a part of our BC Club already? Hey, you know what? You give me so much hell for doing a bad job of taking over your news. So I'm going to pass this off. It's simply my computer with yellow highlights. I want you to read the names. See how good you do, sir. George M. Carrera the third. Is that right? I don't know. Why are you questioning? Are the ones in yellow? Yeah. Okay, cool. Not okay, this one's not in yellow, so I'm not reading it. That George that George guy yep. actually uh he doubled, joined, he doubled down. I'm trying to read it like a radio uh a movie voice. Um Too Low Bar Home. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what he's trying to say. Too low bar home. Too low bar home? To low is that bar like home. a joke? To low bar home. It's I think the number it's a joke. two, and then it's low, and then it's the word bar home. Yeah. Luke Riddlehoover, Jonathan Coker, Brian Stephen Baker Jr., Brady Kennedy, Thomas Polino, Renan Guimarez, <laughs> Tyler Roberts. Thank you for joining the BC Club. Go to badchristian.com forward slash contribute. And as you heard, there's good stuff coming out. Like, people have to go to Sherwood and pre-order, but some of you at different levels of the BC Club, you don't have to pre-order because you're going to be getting a mail, uh, an email, basically giving you the option of just claiming your copy. So, we want to thank you guys for the support and for, yeah, just really being by our side. Honestly, just being by our side has meant so much. I mean, we (sighs) didn't want to do this. We have, we have to at some point. We have... <laughs> God, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. I don't, I don't want to be emotional about people that give us money. I just don't. People give us money and I get emotional. And I love him. I love them. I love it. Matt hates us right now. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.